Welcome to Stories of Faith and Hope, the podcast that inspires your faith and gives you reason to hope. I'm your host, Joel Sutherland. Today we're actually starting a short series on pastors. Now this wasn't exactly intentional. I, I was at our, our camp meeting, which we'll explain a little bit more um, in today's episode, but uh, basically all the churches in the area get together and we have a week of meetings. And so I was hanging out with a lot of my colleagues, my fellow pastors, and several of them were willing, very graciously, to be on the podcast. And so I'm really excited about this because as a pastor, I got a lot out of their stories and I learned a lot that I can apply to my life. But I'm also excited because even if you're not a pastor, I think the principles that are shared and the stories that these men have they can apply to any profession, any life. And so I'm really excited to share these with you. And I hope that as you listen, you are just as inspired and encouraged as I was as I interviewed them. So today's guest is a pastor by the name of Stuart Lezinski. He's the pastor of the Louisville First Seventh Avenue Church in Kentucky. And I'm just really excited to share his story with you. He uh, began, as you'll, as you'll hear, um, he began his life in ministry in publishing and basically door-to-door book selling. I tried doing that for one summer and epically failed. I am terrible at sales and especially knocking on someone's door and, uh, and asking them to buy something. So I have a lot of respect for people who can do that. And Stuart is someone who was, he did that for quite a few years near the beginning of his ministry. And then he ended up going into pastoral ministry, and he took a break there. He'll talk about that as well. So I'm really excited to share with you today's story of faith and hope with Stuart Lezinski. Stuart, welcome to Stories of Faith and Hope. Well, hey, thank you. I appreciate it. How are you doing today? Doing well. God you know, is good. You know, Stuart and I have been, uh, we're up at a camp meeting uh, just north of Nashville, and uh, it's basically a week of, of inspirational preaching and, and helpful breakout sessions. And Stuart and I are both on the audio-visual team, and so we've been spending a lot of time up in a little room up above the main auditorium. And I think he's probably sick and tired of me by now, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad he's willing to spend another 15 minutes with me at least to record this. <laughs> so um, you've, been, you've been working on a book recently, um, kind of documenting your story and, and how God's led you, right? Right, right. Yeah, I just completed chapter three, and uh, it's a it's a big project. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so, in light of that, I was thinking that maybe we could share a fifteen minute version of of how God has kind of led you. And uh, let's go ahead and start with where you were born, what kind of home life you had, the the setting that that you came from. I was born in Jamestown, North Dakota. I was born there because mother was a patient in a psychiatric institution and uh, she battled with that for years and years and years and um, kind of made it to where uh, dealing with children was a challenge for her and uh, as a child I came up with a stutter, a severe stutter there was some abuse and so on, and I, I grew to understand that it was because of her own um, issues. Mm-hmm. But as a child, you don't understand that. And uh, so when I finally 
went to school and stuff, I had to go to speech therapy and so on and uh, really struggled. It was a really bad stutter back then. And, and uh, dad had a job there in town, but also he had a farm. Mm. And so dad was gone a lot and, you know, left with mom and the, there were five kids at the time and now, and then afterwards six kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the childhood, you know, I, um, I was blessed with plenty of food and so on, but mom would cycle and part of her cycles, she, she was angry and mean and mm-hmm. violent and mm-hmm. so on. So what, what kind of a spiritual background did you have? Was there any kind of spirituality in your home or, or when, when did you become a Christian? Um, not a lot of background. Uh, we grew up Protestant. I attended the, the little church down the street some, but I don't ever recall dad of going to church with us except if someone had died or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I became a Christian by going to a gospel concert. A family did a concert the Lundstroms, and I went to the concert with my brother's wife, wife, and and I we sat way up in the top of the building, like, and uh, they sang all these Christian songs, and the guy preached a bit, and so mm-hmm. on, and they did an altar call, and I just felt I had to answer the altar call. Mm-hmm. I was like 12, 11 or twelve, and so I went down to the floor. It was a lot of stairs down, but mm-hmm. tears streaming down my face. And um, they talked about a Jesus that would accept you the way you are mm-hmm. and love you and uh, the sacrifice of Christ for you. And so I, there is the time I accepted Christ as my Savior. And when did you feel the call to ministry? Was it kind of shortly after that? Or or what, what kind of led to getting into, because you didn't start with pastoral ministry, I believe you, you started in, in another line of ministry, but, um, but what was kind of the steps and how God called you into ministry, or what were your, what were your dreams at this time when you were 12, what was, what was your idea for the future? You know, I didn't know at that time, I mean, I, I, I had been a person that ran with a group of guys and we were stealing and doing uh, things we shouldn't have been doing and so when when I became a Christian I chose not to do that and even some of the guys came by and were like let's go over to such and such a place and we can steal some stuff and and I told them you know I quit I quit that stuff and they said well man are you 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 a Jesus freak or what mm-hmm. And um, so then I started going to to church with the church that into that I got that I got introduced to from the the, the concert and spoke in tongues and so on and um, when I became a p- part of the Advent of faith through a prophecy meetings learned about the the, the Sabbath and so on. Um, then is really when I think I was starting to think about a way to serve him. Was mm-hmm. there some way I could serve him? Is there 
some way to share the truth, you know. And how old were you at that point? About 13. Okay, so it was about a year later. About then. a year later, yeah, about okay. 13. And then after I got, uh, I had gone to, to academy, uh, I felt the call to go door to the door and share truth-filled books. Mm -hmm. And uh, that started my journey in serving Christ and I did that for seven years, and then I became the publishing leader for for three years. Wow! I bet we we probably have time for maybe one story from that. Do you have anything that stands out during those seven years um, that maybe pops in your mind as 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 just maybe a miracle story or something where you sure. can see God working? One time I was going down a street, and then you go down the street and turn and come up the the back side of the street or the other side of the street, and I couldn't complete that street that that time. So I came back the f following day, and I got to a to to a, a place, and the gal said, "Oh, you you're back," and I said, "Excuse me." She said, "Well, I saw you." Yes, day. I'm going down the other side of the street, and she said, "Where is your friend?" And I said, "Well, what friend is that?" She said, "I saw you with a man walking, a taller man than you even, down the other side of the street." And I wow. had been by m myself the previous day. Wow. Wow. So that was pretty powerful. That's incredible. Just wow. So so then you became the publishing publishing leader, and then what was? It was did you become a pastor shortly after that, or what? What was the process there? During my time uh, in the publishing, I could feel the call changing in my heart to where I wanted to to grow churches to to retrain the people of God to to help them to be soul winners and um, it turned out that the publishing work changed and I de decided to go to college for the first time mm -hmm. so I was in uh, a public college and the conference asked me if I would would preach at a church on Saturdays, about mm -hmm. two about two hours from the college, and I said sure. So I started to preach on the Saturdays, and eventually the, the conference said, "Hey, the church is asking if you'll be their pastor." Oh wow! And so that started my journey as a pastor. Wow! And so what were you? What were you taking in college? Was it theology or? No, I was just taking the generals, okay. just trying to get started. And I went to two quarters of college and then was called into okay. full-time wow. pastoring. Wow. So. so then you were, and so I know that you were a pastor for a while and then you took a break for a little while. What, tell me about that. What, what exactly was that about? We uh, we had been in a church that was challenging, good people, but challenging. Mm -hmm. 
And my son came one day on Sabbath. He said, I'm not, not going to church. And he refused to get dressed and stuff. And Thad was only like five. Mm -hmm. And he was crying to the point where he couldn't even talk. And he said, I hate church. I hate it. I hate it. And when I got him calmed down and could ask him what this is all about, he said, I hate church because it stole my daddy. And it was like God telling me my family was falling apart. Heidi was close to a break down and stuff. And uh, so I told God if he would find me a job and he would show me, Mm -hmm. that that I would would take a break and I the text that came to me is what does it profit if you you gain the whole world but you lose your own soul and my family was a branch of my soul Mm -hmm. I felt and so I had to make sure to take care of them wow wow and so then how long how long did you do something else and what what kind of brought you back into ministry then uh, i was out for 7 ye- years i was in sales did very well became a sales manager um was making over a 100,000 a year but the company sold hmm. and the people that that bought it uh, you know, you know, I had been blessed with plaques from them for character and integrity mm-hmm. and honesty and so on. Well, the policies somewhat changed to where they were asking me not to tell the full truth to our sales team, and mm-hmm. I just couldn't couldn't mm-hmm. um, support that. And so, I had prayed about it, and God led me back to the D- Dakota Conference. And it turned out that the conference officers were going to be in the same town the same weekend in North Dakota that I was. And I was out in California at the time. Wow. But I was flying back for a trip, Uh and they would be there that same exact time. And it was like God saying, I have set this up for you. Wow. Wow. So, and they called me back into full-time pastorate. Wow. And so then you've been pastoring ever since, right? right? Ever since then. Right. So right. what, um, I know you have many stories from pastoring of where God's blessed you and, and where you've seen his leading. Can you can you think of one or two that, that you'd like to share from the last however many years <laughs> that you've been <laughs> pastoring? <laughs> yeah, uh I think of a time when uh, a guy was um, um, dying and the, the, the family had told us that his time was very short and he loved to play the violin mm. and uh, b- but he couldn't play he was so sick and so on and so Heidi and I went to visit him and she started to play on his piano and as she began to play, he picked up the old violin and began to play with her. Mm-hmm. He, he had severe pain and couldn't play a bunch, but 
from that day, day on until the day of his passing, the family reported to me that he had no pain. Wow. From that moment on when he wow. played. Wow. It's beautiful. And God used you to really, I know you've told me before that you've kind of felt like you've been placed in some churches that are kind of dying or, or regressing, and, and God's kind of used you to, to kind of revitalize those churches. And um, looking back at any of those stories, do you have anything particular? I would just say that um, there are good people in our churches. Mm. There are good people. And they just need help to see their vision for their church, mm -hmm. for what God can do. And... And once they can capture that vision, help to bring that, that through. Mm -hmm. And our people want to grow. Mm -hmm. They want their churches to grow. They want people in the kingdom of God. And I just find that if you can show them that you have faith in them, in mm -hmm. what, what God can do through them, they will rise up to that. Mm -hmm. And they will step out and do the things that, that it takes to grow their church. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? I mean, our, our theme is stories of faith and hope. You know, any, anything encouraging that you'd like to share with our listeners that, you know, maybe, maybe they've had a difficult, you know, childhood that, like you did. Or, you know, maybe they are in some sort of ministry and they're struggling with, with battling between, you know, ministry and family. And you know, what... What would you say, or is there any, any closing thoughts that you'd like to share? I would say that, um, you know, faith is something that God blesses us with, but we grow our faith mm -hmm. by trusting Him and walking with Him. There are many times I've said that uh, I don't understand why I still have to stutter sometimes. It, you know, but yet I found God to always be faithful and, and that I can trust him. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you are going through, no matter what trials or struggles or challenges you are going through, he doesn't often take them, but he definitely walks with you through them. And I often have said, does it take greater faith for God to take away my challenge or greater faith to serve him through it? And that's where, looking back, I have grown in my faith because he has walked me through my challenges, not just taken them away. So I would say stay with him. You can trust him. He loves you, and he's going to see you through. God is faithful. Not necessarily to take the problems away from you, but to walk with you through them. I love that thought, and I love this conversation with Pastor Stuart Lezinski. He's so inspiring, and I hope that your faith was strengthened as much as mine was by listening to his testimony. Next week, we're going to follow this theme of pastors and ministry, and especially this tension between God's calling on your life and the family that you have. And we're going to have an interview with my pastor, 
Elder David Hartman. He is the pastor to the pastors in my denomination in our area. And he had a wake-up call in his life where he had to choose between his family and his career. So here's a preview of next week's episode with Elder David Hartman. I was on my way out of town to go to a double meeting in Montgomery, a minister's meeting followed by an executive committee. And there is a letter, eight-page letter, and it's from Judy. And I go, uh-oh. <laughs> I said, this, this doesn't look like a love letter. This looked like a, a scolding letter, a letter of desperation. It was. And essentially, Judy said, David, I feel like you're married to the church. Mm-hmm. And me and Matt and Beth, our kids, are getting the leftovers. Something has got to change. You are certainly going to enjoy my conversation with Pastor David Hartman in next week's Story of Faith and Hope. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find us on the web at faithandhoperadio.com, on Facebook at Faith and Hope Radio. Music was provided by Dexter Britton under the Creative Commons license. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss upcoming episodes. God bless each and every one of you. I can't wait to share with you next week's story of faith and hope. In the meantime, have faith and hope.